Welcome to Grandpa Hill's True Stories. I'm sitting here in the living room in Fort Wayne, Indiana, with three of my 23 grandchildren, and my son, and his wife, and my wife, Mary Lee. This story, like all of Grandpa Hill's true stories, are for his children, my children, my grandchildren, and all children. The title of this story is Real Road Rash and Honey. Anyone who's listens to the who has listened to the Grandpa Hill True Story about pebbles and blood, our very first one, I thought I had road rash when I fell off my bike, flying forward into the gravel. In this story, I get real road rash. It was 1997 in June in Island, Pennsylvania. I got home from work and I had work to do. Our family ran a small bakery, Brian's Bakery, named after my son who started the bakery, who's listening to the story. We made bread and cookies and sticky buns and delivered them to customers and to a couple of stores. We had a small order to make, but there was no we to make the order. Patricia was home, but was not expected to help in the bakery due to her allergies, especially the wheat and the eggs. It would make her very sick. Brian, Mom, Amy, Rebecca, and the Littles, Andrew, Mary, Therese, Michael, they were all in Michigan. Even John was in Michigan, but he was in the womb. At a memorial service for Grandma Mac, who had recently died at the age of 104. I had had a beer when I got home, and then I went out to the bakery to get started on the order. As I went to weigh the flour for the bread, the scale wouldn't work. The batteries were dead. That's okay. Out to the Honda 750 and down to Werner's local grocery store. Julie Werner would sell me a couple AA batteries and the baking would get done. I grabbed my helmet, started my bike, and rolled it back a few feet and was off. I was down through the dip and was starting the mile-long trip down the hill. At the first turn, I went to lean the bike gently into the first turn and in the bend in the road, and the bike jerked and started to wobble. I looked down at my feet. There was the kickstand. I hadn't put the kickstand up. I was going about 45 miles an hour. I had about one second to decide, drive off into the ditch and trees, or try to lay the bike down. I didn't know how to do either. I proceeded to try to lay the bike down. I was going to lay it down into the kickstand peg, hoping it wouldn't flip me off into the air. As the peg hit the pavement hard, the bike was already off the road. I guess I didn't have a full second. As the bike went down on the shoulder, I was thrown forward, head first, toward the pavement. My helmet hit first, then my back. Then I started tumbling like a weed in the wind landing on my back, laying on the double yellow lines of the turn that I never made. Staying on my back, I started to inch my way in excruciating pain to get to the edge of the road. When I got to the edge, I rested. About a minute later, people from town were there to help me. One called an ambulance and directed traffic. 
Another went to get a trailer to take the bike back home. It's less than half a mile to get home. Eventually, I was on a stretcher, then in an ambulance, still in a lot of pain. There was a discussion about how much pain medication to give me. The hospital answered back to the ambulance. No pain medication. My vitals, like blood pressure, breathing, whatever else they're measuring, wasn't good enough. And they were anticipating me going into uh, shock. In the ambulance, I was taken back up the hill to the Island ball field. A chopper had been called. I could hear it approach. I was loaded up and flown to UPMC in downtown Pittsburgh. Unloaded, I was taken to a trauma room and needed to get x-rays. The doctor arrived and he had like the worst bedside manner comment to make that I've ever had. He said to me, what do we have here? Evil Knievel. As though I had like done it to myself on purpose. I wasn't just stupid. I was also like trying to do this. I wanted to hit him. That's the truth. I couldn't move. It would hurt to even just raise my body up at all. Very painful x-rays moving me around to get that done. And I got a room and would be staying the night. I had my morphine and my rosary. I remember talking to the guy next to me. He had had wrecked a quad. Lots of glass to remove from him. Many lacerations and a broken jaw. I had a broken collarbone, a broken rib. The scapular, the back and the shoulder blade was broken. And a huge patch of deep road rash on my left shoulder. I asked to have the morphine cut in half. And... I prayed my rosary. I got a little bit of sleep. Mr. Demagon came and picked me up the next morning. I got home and in bed. That evening, Mary got back and the rest of the family got back from um, Michigan. And Mary, of course, was very upset that she hadn't been called, but I wasn't going to be uh, disturbing what they were doing at the memorial service. So we didn't call, I didn't call her. And Patricia wasn't allowed to call her. So then Mary got to work on my wound. And it's like, the first thing was, this was a dirty wound. It had pebbles and dirt and asphalt in it. That's what the hospital said was protocol. We don't clean that out of a road rash. And she would not tolerate that. She had me get over to the mirror, stand up, broken bones and all, and started picking and washing and dabbing this stuff out of the dried blood and getting the wound clean. As clean as she could do it. Then I went and laid back down. She's getting on the phone with Ellen Gafke. She wants to get the details for a health remedy, an alternative care remedy for my shoulder. And it's like, this is too much. She wants to put honey on my shoulder. Okay. Because I had told her I wasn't going to put on any creams because the doctor said not to do any creams. So we're going to do honey. So she pops me up in the bed, puts a rubber mat underneath my arm, and then 
puts raw spring honey on my left shoulder. And we're doing that twice a day. And then after you lay there for a few minutes, the, the honey starts melting. It's stuck. Some of it's stuck in the gauze, but it starts melting, runs down in your armpit, goes down onto the rubber mat, and you're laying in this sticky pile of gooey honey. You can't get up. You can't clean it up. You're hurting too much. And um, mom, grandma made the application. So five, oh, and I also remember Father Larry came and brought communion when I was down on Sunday. He came by Sunday afternoon, and he's now Bishop Larry. But after six days after the accident, I went in for my one-week checkup at the hospital and took the gauze and stuff off of the wound, looking at the bones. There's no cast for any of those breaks. It's just all loose. So anytime you move or do anything, you're going to be hurting. But the intern looks at the wound and says, did it go through to the bone? And I said, no, it did not. Why do you ask? And he said, well, it looks like you had a skin graft. And I said, uh, no, I did not have a skin graft. And that's when grandma piped up and said, we put honey on his shoulder. And then I picked up the story and explained to the intern that we put raw honey on that shoulder and it is the cleanest newest freshest looking skin anywhere on my body is right there on that patch it just like grew completely new skin and that's the part of my story that's easy to tell A lot of people would ask me after that, like, why are you still riding after you wreck your bike like that? And I kept riding for, I gave that bike away, I kept riding a smaller bike for a while. And I also went to a riding class, which I should have went to a riding class in the beginning, when I was riding on my permit and I had my rack. Went with Uncle Michael we took a class together and I learned. And one of the things I learned among a whole bunch of things, making tight little turns, letting, you know, how to lay the bike down at a slow speed, how to brake and everything, is that you always do a walk around that bike before you ride. You always check over the bike and be purposeful about your ride. Doesn't mean you don't have fun, but you always check out the bike. You never just start it up and go. Not even for a short ride, like down to the local grocery store. That's only a 1.2 or something mile trip. And I had my rack in the first half mile, thinking everything's okay. I was just completely oblivious. I just hopped on the bike and left. And they tell you specifically, don't do that. You just don't know. I'm not saying I would have caught the kickstand, but I think I would have, because every other time I get on the bike, I do the kickstand. The only time I ever did, I just hop on the bike and I left. Later, I did quit riding. And grandma never asked me not to ride. She had a really interesting technique. 
She would come out to the bike as I was getting ready to pull away. She'd bring me my lunch or whatever, you know, she was coming out to say goodbye. And she would be crying. She wasn't really using a technique. She was just so sad and scared about losing me on that bike that um, I quit riding the bike. And then I quit riding the scooter, too, that I had. And that's my story. Any comments from you folks? I like it. <laughs> my comment is that Trisha did call. Oh, she did? Yeah. Patricia did call you call you guys? Yeah, she called us at Grandma. Either Patricia or somebody called us at Grandma's house. Oh. Grandma's house. Then... Oh, you so you shortened your stay. So you didn't go to the service? No, we went to it. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm glad. And I'm glad you came back then, otherwise I'd have that scar up here. So I don't think I would have let her touch it after it started to scab and stuff. It was still fresh enough. For $25, I went and bought a little jar of raw honey from Australia. And it was like, why did you do that? I just wanted to do that because that's what I wanted to do after this thing healed up. So I wanted to tell people about it and I wanted to sell them little jars of honey at an extravagant price. Spring raw honey, not for human consumption, and just call it road rash honey. And then all the ladies and people that would want to get their bike ride or something for Christmas or whatever, they just get them this little package of honey. Did your business plan work? No, I never did it, but I did buy that honey just because I wanted to buy it. Because I thought that would I thought that would have been a good idea. And it probably still is. And I do tell people that sell honey at the market and stuff that they should consider the story. That it really does have some healing properties. Because I've, I've had other scars and surgeries and they give you this special cream as silver in it or different things like that. I still have scars. There's no scar here.